The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This will be your Saturday, August 5th edition. Getting a chance to record it the night before, which, if I have my preferences, that is always my choice. But here we are, late night West Coast game still in action. Coors is only 3-3, three to three, so those of you that decided to play Coors, I have one. I always do one of my three. It's hanging on, but it's not looking good. They need to blow it up. But overall, fun, fun night. Um... Our top option of uh, Paxton, not bad. Bumgarner is actually pitching okay. Gets scared a second run. Darvish was great, but I'm glad we avoided Grum. Top price guy went down yet again. Galsman was outstanding. Erod okay. Rodon and Woodruff are two low price guys. Money. Woodruff at 4800 bucks got you almost 25 DraftKings points. That's what we're looking for, but um, it's gonna be harder to find on Saturday. Uh, we have a three game early. Uh, third or no, no, three game early, twelve game main slate to attack. Uh, twelve game slate, it, it's really really good. It's just the punts are you gotta really really pucker it up and just pray to God that they just don't get shelled. You're not looking for a Woodruff seven eight, like six and a third shutout. You're just looking for don't get shelled. And we're gonna take some gambles, but let's see what we have. First off, a look at the weather as always. Um, in the early slate, wind blowing out a bit in Chicago. Check that one out. Nationals, Cubs might get even better for it. The hitters, Dodgers, Mets, wind blowing out to right field in that one. Going on to the evening slate. Let's hope we can just avoid rain. That'd be great. A little good hitting environment in Pittsburgh. Not great, but about 50 to 60% humidity as the evening goes on. Atlanta, nice and warm. Let the balls fly. Faulty versus Straley. Yep. Uh, as we go on some more, Cardinals, Reds, not bad. So far, like, really not a lot of rain to worry about. There's a lot of rain in Houston, but that dies off. Plus, they have a dome. Um, Chicago White Sox at the Boston Red Sox. It's raining all day. Game time, it's like 70 to 75% chances during the day. At night, it looks like uh, it dies down. It's going to be interesting, so keep an eye on that one. There is a pitcher we do like in that one, and, and there's a pitcher we like to target in that one as well. So that sucks. Uh, Seattle at Kansas City, that one's, if this weather, this forecast holds up, they're not going to play. Uh, 60 to 80% chances of thunderstorms. It's super humid, good hitting conditions, but that doesn't look good. Colorado's got Colorado normals, chance of pop-ups. Wind blowing out in San Francisco, but that's per usual. So as a whole, not too much, one or two games to keep an eye of on the late night action. Let's take a look at your totals on your three-game day slate. Nationals, Cubs, we are waiting on the weather, of course. Dodgers, Mets, 9. Brewers, Rays, 8.5. As we go to the evening, Tigers, Orioles, waiting on that one because Drew Verhagen is making the start for the Tigers against good old Wade Miley, the fourth worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Detroit, what? Padres, Pirates, 8. Marlins, Braves, 9.5. Rangers, Twins, 9.5. Cardinals, Reds, 9. Jays, Astros, 9. Yankees, Indians, 9. White Sox, Red Sox, 10. Mariners, Royals, 9. Coors Field, Phillies, Colorado, 12. D-backs, Giants, 8.5. 
A's Anaheim nine. If you couldn't figure that out, we have an eight in Pittsburgh, an eight and a half in AT and T Park, nines and above for your other like nine games that have a total. And Baltimore, Detroit should be nine or above. So you're gonna have ten games of nine or above. Pitching is not pretty at all, at all. Um, real quick, you know my theories: two game, three game slates. I am not a fan, but if you want to play them. Washington, Chicago's Edwin Jackson versus John Lackey. You got Dodgers, Mets, Rich Hill versus Lugo. Rich Hill's 12K, by far the highest price. The next highest price is Zach Davies, Milwaukee at Tampa Bay. Davies, 8,200. I like Davies a lot. It's the risk reward, as always, against Tampa Bay, but he's been very, very good. He's been uh, 22nd best on the barrel 50 last 30 days, striking out almost 20% that he faces for Zach Davies. That's really good. Only getting barreled 1.48% of the time. So Davies is worth a gamble because in, in, in three-game slates, you're gambling. So you're looking at a guy like Zach Davies, and then you, you either pay for Rich Hill, in my opinion, or you gamble and get bats by using Seth Lugo. It's a massive gamble against a team like the Dodgers, who have a really good offense. Uh, they beat up on DeGrom. Uh, you could always go Lackey against the Nats but or Ejax against the Cubs. Any of those three guys, they're all pretty bad. Lackey... I guess, has the best upside of the three. But when you look at it, um, if you just want to go on K upside alone, the Nats strike out 20% of the time, the Dodgers 22.5% of the time, and the Cubs 22.2. And Lackey's got the highest K percentage out of the group, close to 20. So you can look at Lackey, you can look at um, Lugo, but Davies would be my my for sure, and then you go around that. And then you just build bats. Um, Chicago is going to be a great, great place to build between the Cubs and the Nats. Uh, you got to look at the Dodgers versus Lugo if you're not going there. Um, but some of the right-handed bats in New York could be interesting versus Rich Hill, especially GPP wise. And then Milwaukee versus Cobb. Cobb's been getting crushed. He's seventh worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Um, getting barreled 7.75% of the time. He's only striking out 13%. So a lot of contact against Cobb. That powerful lineup of uh, Milwaukee, they might strike out enough, but they're also going to, if they put some in play, they're going to get some loud, loud contact. So Davies and some Milwaukee bats, and then pick your poison elsewhere. I'm sorry, I can't, you know, give you a better look. It's just, it's that bad, and I'll just, I'll wait until the night slate where I'll do my normal bidding. Speaking of the night slate, let's get cracking. 12 games, and it's really weird. We have one guy over 10K. We have... Two, four, five in the nine Ks, a handful in the eights, and then it just gets ugly. And even these guys aren't the best. But your top price guy, and it's it's a weird price tag when you're when you're thinking of this pitcher. But it is a good matchup. I, I get it. It's Garrett Cole at eleven thousand dollars, and Cole has been really really good this year. It's like hot and cold, but at worst he's getting you like 15, 16 points. Um, he came out with twenty nine at San Diego his last time out, seven innings, five hits, one earned. 8Ks against the Padres, who he will be facing again tonight. Our, um, when you're looking at Cole, the Padres strike out 25.3% of the time. Um, Cole has been 16th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. In those 16 days, he's upped his K rate to 26.15% while he's getting barreled a little over 3% of the time. I haven't been a fan of paying up for a lot of pitching. We did a few like Paxton and a few others. You know how I operate. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you don't. Tonight, you're going to want to get bats. So it's tough with Cole because I'll mention some cheap guys that are just, like I said, super dicey. But I can see the tremendous upside with Cole. Cole is in line for a really good 25-plus point performance as long as he doesn't walk, guys. And that's an if with any pitcher you have. He's been really good about not doing that of late. The biggest concern, they do have the lowest total of 361, the Padres. But lefties hit 357 off Cole, righties 289. We saw Yvonne Nova. He pitched good for the first few innings, and then he got hit around later. And that's a concern because the Pod, uh, Padres' bats aren't like world beaters, but they have enough lefties to keep you on your toes with a couple righties that can hit. Um, I mentioned, I always mention that second baseman, Asuahe. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I apologize now. He's always in the mid-twos. He's batting second lately. Uh, I used him in one of my three lineups. He was 0. 0, or 0.4% in the three max I was in, and he's already got 25 points, and they're only in the seventh inning. Uh, he's been productive, a good little left-handed bat. They have little sneaky guys like that. They don't go off every game. 
it's it is risky because of the price tag with Cole, but the return on this slate, he has one of the best return options, if that makes sense to anybody. So, like when I was talking like Darvish the other um, Friday night, I knew how good he could be, but I knew how risky it could be. Cole, it's not as risky. Doesn't mean it won't happen, but like I'm not saying go 100% Cole, but you know if you make four or five lineups, I wouldn't be bad having you know two of them. I, I think he's that that much upside with Garrett Cole. Now we obviously dip down below uh, into the 9Ks because that's our next option. And it gets really, really weird. Like there's a guy like Taiwan Walker who's up to 9800 bucks, And when you look at his other prices, 76 68 65 7 62 57 he he hasn't been priced up at all. He's pitched good. A lot of 20-plus point performances. Almost always a double digit. He has like, When he gets shelled, he gets shelled. And he gets like... 3.9, 1.7, but the rest are 20s. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Six of his last nine starts are in the 20s. He had 114.5, so he's been really, really good. He's facing a Giants team that just isn't that good. Um, they hit pretty well last series, but like Banda tonight, who I told you was an interesting play as a good young kid, I didn't you know have him, but he's dominated them. He struck him out, and they don't strike out a lot, so that's something to keep in mind. He has faced the Giants twice this year in 11 innings pitched. He's given up 12 hits, 6 earned, struck out 9, averaging 12 points a game against the Giants. At 9800 bucks, that's not going to cut it. The Giants strike out 19.2% of the time. He strikes out 21.5%. For a GPP, if you want to go there, that's fine. I'm not going to be looking at Walker. That was a long way of saying I'm not using him. But a guy I will look at, and I didn't like Peacock, but I do like Charlie Morton tonight at 9500 bucks. The guy has been filthy. It's always a walk concern with Charlie, always. But his last three starts, three, one, and zero. In his last four starts, five or more Ks. You can probably go even better. Yeah, five or more in his last four. We're talking 20.5 or more in three of his last four. His lowest was 13.4. His highest was 34.2. Uh, he faces Toronto Blue Jays team already this season, six innings. Four hits, one earned, three Ks, 17.9 points. You know, you throw in three more strikeouts, he's in the mid-20s. It's that simple. It's, it's, it's that much of a just little thing. Um, it, but simple might not be the right word. This is baseball. But when you are talking about Morton, Toronto does strike out 20.5% of the time. And good old Chucky striking out almost 26%. A swinging strike rate of 10.2. And a really, really, really good ground ball rate of 50.4%. So there's a lot to like with Charlie. The biggest concern I do have, um, Toronto has a lower total of 4-2-1. Lefties hit, three, or lefties hit 274, which is great. But righties hit 335, and the Blue Jays do have a lot of right-handed power in that lineup, plus the short porch in left field. So it's a risky play. But as you're going to find out, all of these plays tonight, there's really nothing comfortable at all. So Chucky at 95, I do not mind paying for on this slate. Danny Salazar, 94. I love this play for the GPP-wise. You know, you're facing the New York Yankees. We know what they can do. They have thump. I get it. But I've been saying it. They are not the same team in the last few weeks, at least the All-Star break, even a little bit before the All-Star break. They have not been the same. You saw a guy like Trevor Bauer do phenomenal on Friday night. Phenomenal. Danny Salazar's two starts from coming back from the minors, 31.2, 26.5 against Toronto and the White Sox, eight strikeouts in both starts. He went six innings and seven innings, uh, uh, got up to 97 pitches his last time out, so they're, the reins are off. Um, the Yankees also strike out 22.6% of the time. Salazar striking at almost 32%. He does walk guys at 10.2%. Swinging strike is 16.6. His last two starts, though, he's only walked... Um, or where are you? He's only walked, he walked two his last time, didn't walk any against the Toronto Blue Jays. So things are looking up for Salazar. The Yankees team total is like two, six lowest at 4.2. Lefties 307, righties 314. We know they have power. I get it. But the upside there with Salazar is great, and I think his ownership will be low because it is the Yankees. Makes for a very nice GPP play, in my opinion. 
as you go down some more, a play that is quote-unquote safer if you can find a safe thing in baseball, but there is no such thing. Plus, with the rain that I mentioned being a disaster, this might not even happen, but Drew Pomeranz at 9,000 against a depleted Chicago White Sox team. I love a ton. You saw what Erod did tonight. He was very, very good at his $6,900 price tag. So 9K is quite a hike there. But Palm's uh, been really, really good. Um, good strikeout stuff. He faced them once this year. Seven innings, seven hits, one earned, eight strikeouts for 29.6. When he's not walking, guys, it's a trend, I know. When he's not walking, guys, he's been very, very good. He, his walk rate's down to 9.1, which is great. He's striking out 24.5 on the year. The White Sox are striking out almost 22% of the time versus lefties. He has been barreled up a bit of late. He is um, 12th worst the last 30 days, getting barreled almost 4.7% of the time during that period, walking almost 14%, striking out 21. So as always, it's a risk, but against the White Sox, depleted White Sox lineup, we saw what Rodriguez did. We've seen what other people have done, especially as they keep making trades. They have the second lowest total on the board at 391. Lefties hit 321, righties 288. They will be a righty-heavy lineup. It's a very nice play um, with risk, as always. But at 9K, Pomeranz, if it could be the top option if you don't want to go Cole, Morton, or Salazar because of their matchups. Pomeranz could easily be a top option on the evening. So from 9K and above, that's where we're going to rank these. I got Pomeranz 1, uh, Cole 2, Salazar 3, Morton 4. I really don't have a clear-cut one. I guess Pomeranz would be my clear-cut one, and then the other three... You can mix and match. It just depends on what risk you want to take, what price point you want to take because there are going to be tons of bats. So you got Coors in play. If you don't want to go to Coors, there's going to be other bats to attack that you can make things work with. Let's get into the 8K range, and this is where you can start saving money and still have pretty much the same gamble, so the same upside potentially. Like a Denelson Lamette, 8400 for the Padres at the Pirates. He's been much better at home this season than on the road, but he did face the Pirates given at home his last start, six innings, two hits, two earned seven Ks for 24.5. He's got back-to-back 20-plus point performances, home against Pittsburgh at the Giants. Uh, so, yeah, not world beaters, of course. But he is in a nice ballpark in PNC. Um, the Pirates don't strike out a ton, at twenty, about 19% strikeout rate. Uh, Lamette is striking out 30% of the batters he faces, a swinging strike of 135 but he's a fly ball pitcher, lots of hard contact. So there's there could be some damage in the making, but at the same time, upside is very, very nice. Pirates 439 total, lower half on the day. Lefty's 410, but righty's 226. He owns right-handed bats for the most part. So it's 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 really interesting because you got like Josh Bell from the left side. Maybe Adam Fraser gets a start. Polanco's back. He went deep on Friday night. Uh Jaso, but as a whole. There's a couple, but it's a lot of their they're, they're better hitters are primarily right-handed. So Lamette at 84 is definitely in play. One that I like as a nice gamble. It's risky because it's in Great American Small Park, but uh, Luis Castillo, $8,000 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's averaging 17.9 at home, 18.4 on the road. The kid is a flame-throwing strikeout artist, so he doesn't care where he's at. Um He's like a double-digit machine, 15 or more in almost every start. He's averaging 18.2 this year. His worst start was at the Yankees where he got 3.9. His last start out was at Miami, eight innings, three hits, one earned, six Ks for 29.6. He's very, very good. He's facing a St. Louis team that uh, strikes out t- almost 22% of the time versus righties. I mentioned Castillo's a strikeout artist. He's striking out 26.2 on the year. In the last 30 days, he's sixth best on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled only 0.82% of the time. For a rookie, that is just amazing. Um, striking out almost 24%, walking about 7.4. Really good stuff from a young young thrower like Castillo. Um, ground ball rate of 57.6%. So there's a lot to like about this kid. St. Louis' totals 438. Lefties 271. Righties 333. They do have a lot of righties in their lineup. And it's a very small ballpark. So a home run or two surprise you, not at all. But at $8,000, he carries just as much risk as a lot of the guys above him with tremendous strikeout upside. And we know that's where we get our our, our, our bread buttered in DraftKings is the strikeouts. So in your 8K range, I got Castillo 1, Lamette 2, both with good K upside, good you know quality start, 15-plus point performance upside that could get you into the 20s at the same time. 
now we're like I really didn't want to use anybody down here, but I know I have to give you guys to look at, and I might sprinkle one of these guys in there to get a heavy bat lineup. But um, I think for the most part, my Saturday Saturday night lineup is going to be more value oriented. Like when I talk about bats in the threes, like the mid threes to mid fours, that range, I might be focusing more there than the big boys at five. I might have like one of those and like a twenty two hundred dollar, and then mix and match. You got you're gonna have to really break it down, which we will obviously on this podcast. But it's not gonna be easy to just go. Oh, I want like seven Rockies, which you can't do. But I want four Rockies and three Phillies and Mike Trout. That's not gonna happen unless you want to punt with these guys. And yeah, so one of your options is a Colorado pitcher, John Gray, who pitches in his career very well at home. He's averaging 14.4 points on the season at home, only 10.7 on the road. He's one of those rare. Uh, Colorado Arms that does like pitching in Coors Field. Since his return from the DL, we have at Arizona 28.7. It's a good, good park to hit in. At home against Cincinnati 17.4. At the Mets minus 16.7. But then home against San Diego 18.1. At St. Louis 14.5. At Washington 22.8. If you take that Mets start out, everything is 15 or above. He's $7,000. You would take that out of a Colorado pitcher that should be low owned, but on this slate might not be because most are kind of starting to become aware of his success in Coors Field. And the other thing I really, really like here is if you're watching the Friday night game, Philadelphia couldn't hit. Well, Freeland left early, and most of us were targeting Freeland. So it's been a bullpen game. They've mixed and matched and made it work. But um, you're looking at uh, a team that strikes out 23.4% of the time versus righties. Gray striking out about 23.4 in the last 30 days. He's 24th best on the barrel. Fip striking out 23%, getting barreled 3.4%. So it's a very dicey play. Um, you look at the Phillies. Uh, lefties hit 321 off Gray. Righties 312. You're in Coors Field. It's very risky, but a 7K does have some very sneaky GPP upside. When you go below this, it gets even dicier. Um, I'm looking at a guy like Kyle Gibson. This is how bad it is. He's 5,100 at home against the Texas Rangers. We just saw what Texas got done to them by Bartolo on Friday night. Bartolo Colon, uh, complete game. Oldest man to throw a complete game since Nolan Ryan. He's like 44. It's just crazy what Big Sexy did. Um, but his last few starts for um, Gibson, three of his last four, 11.5 or more. He had 19.7 his last start out against Detroit, 11.5 at Houston, minus 9.6 against Baltimore, but then 18.8 against the Angels. It's pretty much all or nothing. He's going to give up runs, give up a couple homers. You just hope he gets the strikeouts and goes. He usually goes, when he's pitching okay, six or more innings, even if he gives up some runs, he gets a little deep enough into the game to justify some things. And he's 5,100 where... If he gets you a 15-plus, heck, if you give me 12 or 13, I'll take it on this slate because it'll, it'll open up so many bats. So that's why I'm looking at a guy like Gibson. We know Colorado can hit. They should be absolutely embarrassed about what Bartolo did to them. But they also strike out 24% of the time. And if Gibson is working it, he can get strikeouts. He's not great at it. He's only getting about 15% on the season, and he walks 10.4. But he has a ground ball rate about 52%. So it's pick your poison. There's a reason why. He uh, is $5,100. The Rangers team total is 493, one of the higher ones on the slate. Lefty's 381, righty's 347. But it, it's a gamble at 51 that if you want to open up bats and stay out of Coors, that's what you look at. Now, if you really, really want to gamble, this is the one that I'm still thinking of just because the price point alone is just so, so enticing. I'm looking at, uh, wait for it, Nick Pavetta of the Philadelphia Phillies at the Colorado Rockies. Now, I'm not saying start him yet. This is a guy to use if you're nervous about bats and you want to gamble. It's not like Woodruff was. It's not like Weaver was where I'm like, oh, yes, we are going to town with him. I'm like 50-50 on using him in one of my three lineups right now. I'm going to have to break it down a lot more after this podcast to see if I really, really want to go there. But this is the guy I'm looking at hard. The fact he's 4400 bucks, there's going to be so many bats above him. You can match him with Garrett Cole or anybody and get a lot of bats. Obviously, you can't put him with a Rocky stack. That would be counterproductive. 
but there's a lot to like with Pavetta. He was a top prospect. I think he's out of the prospect ranks. He's been around enough. But um, he had 23.1 points against Atlanta, 13-3 against Houston, 14-4 at Miami. You take all of that. He had a minus 2-8 at Milwaukee, a 24-2 at home against San Diego, a 22-8 at the Mets. So 2-4-6. Five of his last six starts, 13 or more points. You'll take any of those. For 4400 bucks, 13 points? Heck yeah. That's awesome. He's got good strikeout stuff. Usually five or more Ks in most starts. Can get hit around, obviously. There's a reason he's 4400 and he struggles on the road compared to at home. The positives are uh, the Rockies strike out about 23% of the time versus righties. He's striking out about 24%, but it's, it's, it's dicey. Colorado's got the highest total at 6.54, but lefties hit 279, righties hit 408. It's a $4,400 gamble that I'm pretty sure I will have one of in my three lineups. But it's one of those that if he pays off, it's going to be amazing. Just don't, like Woodruff I had in two of my three lineups. I was all about the Woodruff. I was all about Weaver the other night. Uh, Nolasco for us. I've been all about these guys. I was all on Boyd until the rain scared me off. And I talked to guys that asked questions. I'm not that gung-ho on Pavetta. But I'm pretty sure I'll use at least one of him. So, as we look back at the pitching... On the bottom, I got uh, Gibson, number one, Gray, two, Pavetta, three. So overall, up top, Pomeranz, Cole, Salazar, Morton. In the middle, Castillo, Lamette. Down below, Gibson, Gray, and Pavetta. So as you can tell, just depends on what you want to gamble and what bats you want. Basically, make it however you want your bats and you feel comfortable. So that's what it's going to come down to. Let's start with the bats at the catcher's position. You have a guy like Gary Sanchez. I still cannot pay that price tag. We will go down and go down and go down. See, Jonathan Lucroy's price is even up. This is crazy. James McCann of 4300 We like him when he's cheap, but he is facing Wade Miley. If you want to go there for 43 he is averaging almost nine points his last 10 games. He's hitting pretty good, and Miley is a disaster. Fourth worst on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled. 5.65% of the time, walking almost 13%, striking out only about 16%. He's been very, very bad, as we know. So if you want to pay up for McCann, you can. I probably still won't. That's just too much for a guy like McCann. I'm going to try to save money at catcher since we can't really save it at pitcher. You go down to a guy like Buster Posey at 36. Good chance he plays first base on Saturday with Brandon Belt taking one in the ear hole tonight. He couldn't even look straight when he was walking off the field. Um at 36, Walker's a fly ball pitcher. He might run into one. A guy we do like at catcher, John Hicks. First base catcher eligible for Detroit. He's 3,400. He crushes lefties, folks. Remember when we loved him earlier in the year? Then he got sent back down to the minors. Well, he's back. His last game he started was against the Yankees. 20 fantasy points. One for three with a long ball. So, Hicks at 34, we definitely look at. That is a great starting point if you don't want Posey. Jan Gomes versus the lefty Montgomery at 32. That is something to dig into as well. He does hit lefties really well. Montgomery's been getting hit around of late. Start of the year phenomenally. He has been getting beat up a bit. Brian McCann against Estrada at 31. Uh, Estrada's a big fly ball pitcher. McCann from the left side could do some damage there. 3100 bucks definitely in play. One thing to keep an eye on. It was rumored all over the place today that Jorge Alfaro is in Colorado. He is the stud catching prospect for the Phillies. He has been recalled. I'm reading out. He got recalled on Friday. He was not in the lineup. Cameron Rupp is. If he's in the lineup on Saturday, he's 3,100. He could be worth some upside. The guy has tremendous power. A ton of power. So it could be an interesting play there. As you go down some more, like Mike Zanino versus Duffy at 29 has some upside. Um, Torinos versus Gibson is always a power upside play. Not a ton to like down here, really. Um, maybe Hector Sanchez if he gets to start against Cole, because lefties do hit Cole. Um, we look at the Padres. Yeah, lefties hit Cole at a 357 clip, like I mentioned. Righties 289. So Hector Sanchez is that left-handed bat with power. Uh, he's 2700 as a as like a punt upside catcher. Uh, Kevin Smith for Chicago 2500 versus Pomeranz. Um, as you keep going down, you look at guys like maybe Martin Maldonado. We we like him versus lefties, but Blackburn's a heavy contact guy. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys for the A's. So we put the ball in play. Maldonado at 25 could be intriguing. Um, 
And then after that, it's the usual. You, we, we just have to look and see um, what comes out. With a lefty on the mound for Anaheim, uh, maybe Ryan LaVarnway at 2K for the A's. If he cracks the lineup, that could be a, a heck of a punt. Because Skaggs, I like his stuff. It's his first start back, but he's probably not going more than 80 to 85 pitches, so I couldn't pay his price tag for that. But he is a good pitcher. Just keep an eye on him. Going over to first base, you got Goldie versus Stratton at 53. That's a great – Goldie's hitting everybody. I, I told you guys he was worth a, a GPP play against Bumgarner. He had a huge night. So, it's just – he's amazing. He's a great hitter. A lot of these guys in the 5K are. That's why they're 5K. Unless they're in Coors, like Mark Reynolds. Uh, Joey Votto at 51 versus Lynn. Lefties do hit Lynn very, very well. A guy I like a lot tonight. We, I like the Braves as a nice uh, pivot off uh, for some value. Freddie Freeman's 4,900 versus Straley. First base, third base eligible. Um, Justin Smoke, 47, is not bad. As you go down some more, um, we look at the likes of Abreu versus Pomeranz at 44. Has some upside. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Didn't do much against the lefty tonight. Off the righty end of the bullpen, though, he hit one about two, maybe a foot short on the wall from going out. RBI double. He's 43 versus Montgomery. He's in play. Definitely in play. A guy like Miguel Cabrera at 43 versus Wade Miley is a very nice look in that one. If you want to play Coors, Philly's cheap again. Tommy Joseph's 43 versus Gray. Um, Chris Davis, 4K versus Verhagen for Detroit. The righty's making his debut. That could be a nice play at 4K with some upside in that one. As you continue to go down, you got the likes of Eric Hosmer. I do like the Royals against King Felix. Hosmer at 37 is worth a look if that game gets in. Uh, Danny Valencia career has hit lefties really well. Not as much this year, but over his career. He's 3,600 against Duffy if you want that kind of upside gamble. But as you go down some more... This price tag's too cheap still. I said he was too cheap on Monday. He had a huge game back to clean up. Went deep, among other things, for the Astros. Yuli Gurriel is 3600 as a five-ball pitcher in Marco Estrada. That is a great price tag. That is a great way to get a part of the Houston juggernaut that they are. It's it's crazy what they are. 3600 bucks is a great tag there. If you aren't using Lament, we're using the philosophy that lefties crush Lament. Josh Bell is only 3500 with a lot of power, so he's in play for you. Again, John Hicks is first base catcher eligible for Detroit at 34. Um, Ryan Healy, first base, third base for the lefty Skaggs at 34. That's got some nice power upside. So here's what I'm what I was saying earlier. If you want to pay up for pitching, there are some gambles with upside that aren't like going to kill you. You're not going Joe Maurer. At least you're going somebody you know has a chance to leave the ballpark. Um, as you go down some more, you look at uh, where is he at? Like Louis Valbuena, 2,600 against a guy like Blackburn. Big contact guy. Valbuena with a lot of power. First base, third base at 26. He could easily run into one. Uh, a guy that should be chalky on Saturday. And I told you guys he was a great punt if you wanted to do it. And he only double-donged, went four for five, and went crazy for the Astros. Tyler White is 2,200 against Estrada. So if you want to get crazy, he's not going to do that every night, obviously. But the kid has power. He's a good hitter. A lot of these guys for Houston that come up, I'll, I'll tell you over and over. I've, I've seen them in person. These guys are good ball players, so they they can adapt pretty quick. Going over to second base, you got Altuve. He got the night off on Friday. He will definitely be unless he's hurt, and we just don't know it. But Altuve is he's always an option at fifty two. Scope at fifty one. I hate paying that much. I'd rather pay a hundred more. For a guy like Altuve, but Scope is in a great matchup versus Verhagen. Yeah, Jose Ramirez at 5K is not bad. D. Gordon, he'll be low-owned. He's one of those guys like a Billy Hamilton that I will pay up for, even though he doesn't have the power. He's 4,900. He had 34 points his last game out. He's stealing bases like crazy. He's averaging 9.4 his last 10. He's playing really, really good ball. Always low-owned. Now, Cesar Hernandez at 48 and Coors. Odor at 47 versus Gibson are all good looks. Kensler at 46 versus Miley is definitely worth a look in that matchup. Robbie Cano hits lefties just fine. He's 44 versus Duffy. Uh, Scooter Jeanette's a nice left-handed bat versus Lynn in Great American Small Park. Second base outfield eligible at 42. Could be a nice pivot uh, like more of the lower price guys we're looking for. Brian Do- oh, here's your guy. You could have Gurriel for 36 at first. Then against Cole Hamels in Minnesota, Brian Dozier only took a lefty deep twice on Friday. We know how much he loves hitting lefties. He's 36 again. 
versus Hamels. So you have a first baseman at 36, a second baseman at 36. You could go Hicks at 34, a catcher. So I'm telling you. I'm not going to fill out the rest of your lineup for you. I'm just saying there are options if you just dig in. And that's why you're listening to Quick Hits. We dig it in. We give you every angle you can approach this with. Uh, Yoan Moncada. He's second base, third base. He's batting cleanup. He's a switch hitter. He's 3,500. He had a multi-hit game. I believe it was his first multi-hit game of his career on Friday night. He strikes out a ton. It's a problem he has. They're hoping he'd work it out. He didn't. They said, screw it. We've got to bring you up. Super talented kid. He might strike out a lot, but the upside is good. 35, that's a nice gamble when you're trying to save money. Very nice gamble. Uh, a guy like Chad Pender versus the lefty Skaggs at 32 has got some power upside. He's second base shortstop. Young Hervis Salarte, another San Diego lefty at $3,100, is definitely worth a look in the middle of that order. Some nice value down here if you're willing to take the gamble. Zeros can easily happen from here, but heck, zeros can happen up top too. Um, as you keep digging down here, there's not a ton to fall in love with. Um, yeah, you're going to have to check lineups. Maybe Ryan Goins. People might love him now. I mention him a lot as a punt. He's not tremendous upside, but he did go deep on Friday. So people might run that direction. Oh, wow. Thank you, DraftKings. Our guy, Caleb Cowart, who I've been mentioning a ton to you guys at third base for the Angels. Uh, he's not doing too much on Friday night, but coming into Friday, he was averaging 10.1 points a game. He's been playing really well, bats towards the bottom of the Angels order. He's 2K on Saturday. He's been 2K most of the year. He is now second base and third base eligible, not just third base. That's huge because we do like to punt at like catcher and middle infield positions. You can get a second baseman at 2K with upside against a contact pitcher like Blackburn with some power, a part of an offense that might you know have some fun when you're looking at the Angels on Saturday. Uh, they have a high total of 477. Uh, it's something to definitely keep an eye on if you want to get real weird because like a $2,000 punt goes a long ways in opening things up for you. Uh, third base, Arenado at 54 versus Pavetta. Yes, he went deep on Friday. He's just like some like an, an Altuve and stuff, just a great player. Mentioned Jose Ramirez. Eduardo Nunez continues to crush it. He went deep again on Friday. Since he's coming over to Boston, he's been great. He's 5K, third base outfield eligible against big game James. He's definitely in play if the game plays. Mentioned Freeman at 49, I love I told you the price tag wasn't cheap, but the way Alex Bregman's been hitting, he is worth a play. They had him batting second with Altuve out. He had a big game. I'm pretty sure he went deep on Friday. He's 4,800 versus Strada. He's definitely in play again, especially if he's towards the top of the order. That, that really, really ups his value. Um, when you're looking at the rest of it, like Manny Machado at 47 is a good play. He went deep on Friday. Um, keep digging. Jake Lamb versus Stratton. Stratton's making the start for the Giants. He could be worth a look at 45. We obviously prefer him in a better hitting ballpark. But against a guy like Stratton, this could be a very good play for a Jake Lamb type. Um, Stratton's a reliever. He's a right-handed guy. They stretched him out a little bit. He can go somewhat deep. You're going to get a lot of Giants bullpen, which we all know is bad, bad, bad. So 4,500 could be a sneaky play. Miguel Sano versus Cole Hamels at 42 is great. Uh, Rafael Devers at 41 versus Shields. I like that a ton. So we're back to that lower fours, moving into the three range. There's potential here. Marvin Gonzalez is only 3,900 versus Estrada. He went deep on Friday, had a huge game. He's having a huge season. He was like a mid-four on Friday. He's dropped down to 39 versus Estrada. He's third base outfield eligible. Just like Gurriel, that's a great, great play. Estrada's got the ability to shut down. He, like, he has ace stuff. But super inconsistent A stuff. Lots of fly balls. That's a recipe for disaster against a Houston team. That if he shuts him down, you just tip your cap. This It's a great matchup. And when you're getting value like this with Coors in play and bad pitching, this is intriguing. Um, you can get Adrian Beltre for 38 versus Kyle Gibson. That's a great play for value upside. Mikel Franco and Coors at 38. Coors upside alone. Derek Dietrich, if you want to be GPP, he'll be low on. Fulte gets hit hard by lefties. You're in Atlanta. It's a great ballpark for lefties to hit in. He had 16 points on Thursday night. He's averaging 9.6 his last 10. Good left-handed bat at 3800 bucks. Another one. These 3K ranges tonight. My God, just pay for pitching. Screw it. Nick Castellanos, 3700 versus the lefty Wade Miley. That's tremendous. We know how good uh, Castellanos can hit. We know the upside there. He has been slumping, so people might overlook him and pay elsewhere. 
But against a guy like Miley, the, the upside's huge at 3,700. And we want him to be overlooked. We want guys that are overlooked. It's that simple. Again, Yohan Mankata at 35. He is second base and third base eligible. Mike Moustakis, the just left-handed monster, 30 home runs on the year, hitting 272. He's facing King Felix, and he's only 3400 bucks. This is not the King Felix of old. Uh, Corey Spangenberg can be one of those lefty bats for San Diego at 34. I mentioned Ryan Healy at 34. Um, as you go down some more, Jed Jericho does it right. He's really well. He's 32 versus Castillo and then Great American Small Park. That's kind of a GPP look there. As you go down some more, Louis Valbuena at 26. We've mentioned him. And then uh, you'll get Matt Chapman. My God. He was 24 on Friday night. He went deep. I was telling you on the Friday podcast, one day they'll figure out his price. They obviously haven't done that because he's facing a lefty in Tyler Skaggs. And he's now $2,100. So you can get Cowart at second base at 2K. You get Chapman at third base at 21 if you want to punt third base, which a lot of people don't, so it's a GPP look. You can pay up for pitching and still get a ton of bats. It's there's It just depends, like I said, what gambles do you want to make? Because there's Coward again, second base, third base at 2K. But these are guys with power upside. It just takes one big swing, and man, do they make value. Going over to shortstop, you got Francisco Lindor at 5K, definitely in play. Um, I keep saying I'm not paying for Beckham. He's 49 again on Saturday. He went deep again. He's crushing it. He's 11 for 14 with Baltimore. I still won't pay for it, but that's crazy. Uh, da, da, da. As you go down some more, Tyler Wade at 42 versus Salazar. That's just stupid. Freddie Galvis at 42 and Coors. That's not bad. Um, Didi Gregorius at 39. If you want to fade Salazar, I can get behind that. Tyler Wade at 42 and Didi at 39. That makes no sense at all. But Didi at 39, I'll take. Gene Segura at 38 versus Duffy. That's definitely definitely in play. Segura versus a lefty. Duffy's been pitching really well of late. Still, you know, he's not getting up a lot of hard contact, but still giving up good contact. Um, so, they'll, Seattle will be very low-owned. Let's just put it that way. If Dixon Machado gets in the Detroit lineup, he's second-base shortstop eligible versus Miley at 34. That's a GPP play, low-owned play. But, like, a guy like Marcus Simeon, who crushes left-handed pitching in his career, he's 33 versus Tyler Skaggs. That's a, a great upside play. Um, it is a pitcher's ballpark, but good upside. I mentioned Pender at 32. Tons of stuff down here, guys. It's every position, you have options at least. Some days we have no options. You have options. Like Tim Anderson was leading off on Friday night for Chicago. He's not a world beater, but if he's leading off again, facing another, another lefty, which he gets better than righties, he's 2900 bucks. Upside. You guys are going to get sick of me saying this by the end. A guy like Brandon Crawford who's actually swinging it well. He's facing Taiwan uh, Walker. He's only 2800 bucks. Not bad. The upside. Like, DraftKings pricing lately has just got... Like, they had a groove there where they were doing really well. Things made sense. Things don't make sense right now. Not at all. Let's take it to the outfield and wrap it up here as you've got value for days where you could load up anywhere else in the outfield if you want. But Justin Upton continues to crush it. He's 55 against Wade Miley, and that is well worth the price if you want to not go Coors and pay up. Blackman against Pavetta at 54 is outstanding. Excuse me. Yeah, Mookie Betts, 53. Trout, 52 versus Blackburn. I love love that one. Mentioned Nunez at 5K. Eduardo Nunez. They got Stanton, double-donged on Friday. He's 5K versus Fulte. Definitely in play. Uh, Locaine could be sneaky versus Hernandez when everybody goes to look for the lefties. Locaine at 49, playing really well. Ozuna at 48 versus Fulte. J.D. Martinez at 48 against um, Stratton is a very nice play. I can get behind those. Odubel Herrera at 47 versus John Gray in Coors. Gerardo Parra at 47 versus Pavetta in Coors. I can see those. Since you Chu leading off versus Gibson at 46, I'd probably try to pay up for some power, but Chu has been playing really, really well. So GPP-wise, ownership-wise, you got that going for you. Ben Intendi at 46 versus Big Game James. We loved him when he was cheaper, but that's a great matchup if that's the angle you want to go. A guy like Christian Yellick at 46 versus Fulte, that's outstanding. Instead of paying up in the fives, we're now to the middle fours. Tremendous upside with Yellick against Fulte. AJ Pollock at 46 versus Stratton. Definitely in play. As you go down some more, a guy like Billy Hamilton versus Lance Lynn leading off. Lefties versus Lynn, 45 for Hamilton's worth a look. 
Nick Williams having another big night, a good night on Thursday in Anaheim, another decent night here in Coors. He's 4,500 against John Gray. That's worth a look out there, 45. Uh, also, a guy like Josh Reddick, he's hitting third lately. He's 44 versus Estrada. I like that a lot. If, if for some reason Bregman's still batting second, which without Tuve back, I don't know if he will, but you can get Bregman, uh, Reddick, Guriel, and Marvin Gonzalez. That was their 2 3 four, five tonight. And I'm not the biggest stat guy, but that's a stat guy with a stack with tremendous upside. And two of the guys are in the mid threes and the other ones are at least in the affordable fours. That's intriguing. I don't like stacking that many, but if they blow them up like they did tonight on a Saturday night, that could pay off and big time. Uh, as we go down some more, you got the likes of Seth Smith, 43 versus Verhagen, Hilly low owned and sneaky. Um, Jeanette at 42, I mentioned him already. Uh, Carlos Beltran at 41. If you're not stacking Houston, Beltran could be a fun play. The Milkman, he's about in third for Kansas City. He's 4K versus uh, King Felix. I do like that quite a bit. Cargo at 4K and Coors. I will pay for it in Coors. That's it. So 4K, you get a value play out of Coors Field. Um that's not bad. Adam Jones at 39. If Adam Fraser does start for the Pirates, he's 39 versus Lamette. He could be a play. There's Marvin Gonzalez at 3900 bucks. Yep. Ben Revere, told you how well he's been playing. I do like him at 3800 I like him when he's leading off. He was batting like sixth on Friday night. He led off on Thursday. Much better when he's leading off, but we still look at him at 38. Austin Jackson, it's lefties well. He's 37 for Cleveland. But if you're going to just play one Cleveland guy, just one for value, we're going to go Geyer as we find him usually in the 32 range. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. at 37 is not bad versus big game James. You go down to Rajay Davis, hits lefties extremely well. Even took one deep the other night. He's 3,700 versus Skaggs. Gets your A's super cheap, super cheap. Uh, Derek Fisher, 37 versus Estrada is perfect. He's, especially when he's leading off, that's a great price tag. Another cheap Astro. Um yeah, even if you want to do like a one three five stack uh, instead of one two three four or something, you can get all the three K guys and just hope they're the ones that hit the homers and drive guys in. You can just gamble that way. Uh, there's Brandon Geyer. He's up to thirty six. He's moving up on the world, but he had another big game on Friday. Good matchup against Montgomery. He's been batting second lately against lefties, so that makes that thirty six very appealing. Yeah, I got like Brandon Moss. He double donged on Thursday. He's facing King Felix at 36. Worth a look in that one. Again, we're in the mid-threes. Finding plays again. As you go down some more, you got uh, Manny Margot went deep on Fridays, 35. K with a Chris Davis versus the lefties, 3,500. That is definitely in play if you are fading Tyler Skaggs. Mentioned Spangenberg at 34. Uh, Enduring Ciarte is 34 versus Dan Straley. That's tremendous. Leading off against a guy like Straley. That's got really good upside. As you go some more, you got guys like David Peralta versus Stratton at only 3,300. Very solid play with upside. Not the best ballpark, so when you like have to decide between one or the other, start looking at ballpark factors and stuff like that. But uh, Peralta, very good hitter towards the top of that Arizona lineup against Stratton. Has, screams definite potential. As you go down somewhere like Gregory Polanco at 31, I'd probably go elsewhere, but we know he can run into one, so he's there. Um, as we go down, Jose Bautista, 3K. I don't really want to go there, but he's an option if you really want to. That's just super cheap, but Morton, I like him. Denard Span at 2,900, definitely worth the look against um, Taiwan Walker. Um, Alex Gordon at 27. Against King Felix could be a, a, a total punt play. Um, There's not too much more usually down here. But, um, yeah, just check lineups from here on out. You'll find a play here or there, but for the most part, that is it in the outfield. So, as you can tell, you can pay up for bats, but there are a ton of value bats to be had that allow you to pay for pitching if that's what you your heart so desires. Definite options there. So, quick recap of your pitchers up top, I got Pomeranz, Cole, Morton, and or Salazar, and then Morton in the middle. Castillo, Lamette down below. Gibson, Gray, Pavetta. Let's take a look at your BVP and send it on home. 
We got um, in your day slate, Adam Lind is 18 for 43 lifetime with six doubles off Lackey. Um, you got Rendon's taking him deep twice, by the way. As you go down some more, Justin Upton has take Wade, taken Wade Miley deep once in a small sample. As you go down some more, Salarte, he's got one homer in a small sample versus Cole. Eduardo Nunez, 13 for 26 lifetime off big game. James with two doubles and three homers. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. He's hot, and he hits him well. Didi Gregorius and Brett Gardner both have one homer off Danny Salazar. Miguel Sano, four for six with a homer off of Cole Hamels. Brian Dozier, three for 11 with a double and a triple. Uh, Robinson Chirinos, four for five with a homer off Kyle Gibson. Obviously small samples on those guys, but they do like what they've seen. Christian Yellick, 6 for 14. Marcelo Zuna's taken Fulty deep. Joey Votto, 12 for 27. That's a 444 average versus Lance Lynn with two doubles. Um, Scooter Jeanette, 8 for 25 with two doubles. That's a 320 average. Beltran's got three homers, lifetime off Estrada. Altuve's 5 for 14 with a double. McCann's 10 for 30. That's a 333 average. Uh, Melky Cabrera, I told you I liked him. 11 for 28, lifetime off King Felix. Two doubles, a triple, and a home run. Eric Hosmer, 7 for 17 with two doubles. Salvi Perez, 5 for 16 with two doubles. Moustakas has a double and a homer. Brandon Moss, three doubles, a triple, and a homer off of King Felix. As you go down some more. Hunter Pence, 3 for 6, lifetime with a... Triple off of Taiwan Walker. Um, and that'll about that'll do it. There's your BVP. So there's some really good ones in there, and some of them are our value plays we are looking at. So there you have it. There's your quick hits. Check us out, thesportsdegens.com at thesportsdegens. Uh, you got the UFC Fight Night 114 in Mexico going on, on Saturday. Doc's got your preview. Check that out. Um, DD Jayhoff came out with his five overs to take in college football. Not your Captain Obvious overs either. Some good team total overs to take. That is posted and on the site. Doc also re, uh, recorded the first podcast with the Saturday Edge. Check out the Saturday Edge. Check out the podcast. It's an ACC, I believe, Big Ten preview. That's a good one. Got Around the Bases episode 23 with myself and Boston Moe. Uh, trade cap, uh, trade deadline recap, Adrian Beltre, Hall of Fame, lots of stuff to talk about there. But most importantly, check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. Uh, any of your questions, I will help you out. Fun slate, three early, but an interesting 12-game late. Just depends on how much of a gamble do you want to take because there are options everywhere. Depends on your level. But good luck. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll be back with you Monday for sure, maybe Sunday. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. But um, for that... This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Saturday, August 5th edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.